Today on The Tap, we look back at our last episode with Will Medina. It's our way of honoring his life and legacy. He was a mentor, an inspiration, and a friend, and he will be deeply missed. I am so excited to continue the month of love, and we have a brand new episode. And I'm just letting you know up front, I did not edit this at all because it was way too good to cut anything out. It is a little bit longer than our normal episodes, but you are going to love every second. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Travel Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Aileen Blanco. I interview successful industry professionals and share my personal journey to becoming a travel agent. The show is for aspiring travel agents and travel professionals at every level. My mission is to uncover the universal keys to thrive in this business. Join me as I take a closer look into the life of a travel agent. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Travel Agent Podcast. Today, we have such an amazing guest. Like, I'm super excited that I was able to even get him on the show, and I'm going to have him introduce himself. Oh, thank you, Eileen. Hi, everyone. My name is Will Medina, and I am the owner of Destination Weddings Expert LLC, uh, based out of Florida, and I... You know, I met this amazing lady through the interwebs on uh, Facebook and, you know, I'm honored to be here. So thank you for having me. So let's get started. How did you become a travel agent? Oh, God. Memory down. Um, let's see. I became a travel agent. You want the short version or the longer version? So long story short, I'll try to keep it short because I'm long winded. Um, I became a travel agent kind of by mistake, but not really, and you'll understand why. So I became a travel agent back in 2009. I was working at a call center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I literally was working on a weekend. It was a Saturday. It just picked up some overtime because I needed the cash, and I was talking to my coworker, Chris. So Chris, shout out, whatever you are. Um, and we were just talking, you know, and, and he was asking me, uh, like what, what I really wanted to do because at the time I was 24 years old and, um, we were just talking about dreams and hopes and whatnot. I was working full time. I also had a part-time job I had, I was going to, to the community college. So I was busy as they come. Um, and you know, the conversation came about because I was born in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic. And I was living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So everyone that wanted to go on vacation to Punta Cana would come and ask me. This was from the call center, which we had about 70 people working there. And they would ask me, you know, like, oh, you know, where, where should I stay? And I loved that, right? I went to school for hospitality. I didn't finish my bachelor, but I did start um, hospitality management in the Dominican Republic before I moved here. Um, and I also worked at the Punta Cana International Airport. I worked at two of the, the resorts in the area, um, like while I was in college. And um, so I kind of had the experience, and I loved just going to the resorts. It was what you what you did on the weekend, not, not on the weekends, like every weekend, but you know, a couple times a year with your friends from college and whatnot. That was like our spring break, if you will, um, living in Punta Cana. So. Chris is asking me, you know, like, oh, you know, we're talking about dreams and we're talking about um, opportunities. Um, needless 
to say that a call center job was not a forever thing for me at that age and, you know, trying to get educated and things like that. Uh, and for some reason he hit it and he said, um, why don't you, you know, like people are always asking you about that. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Yeah. My dream was to have a travel agency when I graduate college again, Dominican Republic back in 2005 and whatnot in fast forwards, 2009. And he's like, Oh, you'll be pretty good at that. Like people are always asking you here and you know, why don't you become uh, a travel agency? And I'm like, boy, I looked that up one time and like, I heard that the IATA, you need like a million dollar in a bank account. Like I got like three jobs, right? Like there is no way I can have an IATA card or, you know, like and become a travel agency. Are you kidding me? Um, and fast forward, it just gave me the, it just gave me the itch. So I went home and I started researching on Google and looking up and whatnot. And I was like, man. And all of a sudden, I found this opportunity to become a home-based travel agent. Now, I found a couple of different host agencies at the time. Um, understand this was, again, back in 2009. Facebook groups were not what they are today. In fact, they basically didn't even exist. So it was, there was not really this community, if you will, to like just go in a group and ask people a bunch of questions. Like That was not a thing. And this is, what I, this is one of the things I love about technology, that it just evolves and changes and just gives you all these opportunities. So um, going back to 2009, um, I literally spent, I have, a little bit of, I have a little bit of an obsessive personality when it comes to like learning and like just digging, digging what I want, right? So I go and spend, I kid you not, Aileen, about two months reading about this opportunity. Like, what do you mean I can work from home? And what do you mean this is like unlimited income potential and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this got to be a scam. <laughs> I was like, there is no way that this thing is real, right? So, okay. I look it up. I call the company, you know, very thankful for my relationship with my host agency all these years. And I looked it up, I called out the company and they gave me a couple of references because I was very like scared. So they gave me a couple of references and I talked to these people and they gave me, they gave me the green light. And I was like, all right, you have to understand at the time, this was a lot of money for me. Um, at the level that I was at, I think it was something like $100 or $99 to sign up and then $49 a month, something like that. And I had no idea that it was a real thing. I had no idea that it would change my life. Um, but I also had no idea that it would like open up the world for me. So the getting started portion of it was just literally me believing uh, that I wanted something to do with travel. Um, it was believing that I needed extra cash. If I have a, I have a confession here to make, my first business goal at my travel agency was to someday replace my car payment. Okay. That was my goal to make enough money in a month to make, I think it was like $360 what my car payment was at the time. This was a Chevy Equinox, nothing fancy. Um, I needed the four by four in Wisconsin and whatnot. And literally that was my beginning. I just went for it and the, the journey has been really long. It's been 10 years in the making. The first few were not as great or fancy or fast as I thought that they should have been, uh, but they got me here, right? So that's how I got started. Just conversation with a friend, 
Google search, two months of reading until two o'clock in the morning on my Blackberry that I used to just wait until I got home <laughs> with to, to, to do the research and then opening like super part-time from home without a clue of the real opportunity of owning business, none of that stuff. So it's funny because like I ask that question to every guest and it's always like, there's always a part that's the exact same for each person is that I didn't really know what I was doing. I thought I was going to be awesome and it was just going to like, I was going to be a rock star. That's not actually what happened, but now like life is good. So like, it's so good for um, the listeners to hear that because we all go through it. Like, I'm still like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, it's not going as fast as I thought it was going to go. But like, you guys give us hope that like, it's possible. It's absolutely possible to be extremely successful, successful in this industry. It is super possible. And let me tell you something. I, I always say, one of the reasons why I do what I do with, you know, with helping agents and sharing in, in, the, in the Facebook groups, and I've done this for years before I even had any kind of program or anything, just because I enjoy doing it and I believe in community over competition. Um, I've always said this, I think I was putting on this earth to inspire somebody else to know that if this kid did it, right, at the time and place what I did it, remember I was 24 years old. I was working a full-time job at a call center that was very demanding, a part-time job at Walgreens. I was going to school, um, you know, the community college. And in addition to that, I had no network because at the time I had just moved from the Dominican Republic, uh, what, maybe three years prior to that. So I didn't have the big family that travel. I didn't have the high school friends or the college or like, I didn't have this big, big network. I just had the dreams. So if I can do it, if I could do it at the time and I just push through, anybody can do it, especially people that are in a place where they have the network, they have the support, they have, you know, the, whether it is a day job with a lot of contacts. I was in a call center with clients nationwide, but no contact with the outside world between nine to five. So I didn't have even a lot of friends at the time, completely possible for you. So... Since you've been in the industry a little over 10 years, what is something in the very beginning that um, you didn't really do so well, but you noticed after that year three, that year four, um, what was the, the one thing that you realized that you had to do well in order to succeed in this industry? Oof, there are so many things, but I'll tell you one in particular that stands out that I was not a good salesperson and that I didn't have to market, um, I would have learned much faster, right? Um, I tried to do so much of the traditional stuff that people were telling me to do, right? Go to the bridal shows, which they're not bad. And people that know me know that I have a love-hate relationship with them uh, because they're expensive and like, there's, there's a sad story behind all of that. But anyways, um, I was doing bridal shows before I was ready. I was doing bridal show before, because that, that's what some people were telling me to do. And sometimes that this, come from your, this comes from your host agencies. Sometimes this comes from you know, other colleagues that are in a completely different position. So I really didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know, right? So I was doing back to the bridal shows, spending money that I honestly didn't have at the time, but I realized that I had to invest 
right? To go for these two days to downtown Milwaukee and do these bridal shows. Well, I didn't have, I didn't know email marketing. I didn't know how to follow up with these people. I didn't know, I didn't even have much confidence in what I had to offer, to be honest with you. Right. And I was doing, I was doing, um, uh, consumer fairs and shows, which is, you got to get the exposure somehow, but I will tell you this, there is, there is a very, very expensive kind of exposure out there. And people don't realize that people think all exposure is good exposure. It's not, if you're not ready, it's, it's going to break you. Um, I'm going to give you one example of that. One of the things that I did, two things, um, when I first opened the agency, one of the things that I did was I said, hey, I'm from Punta Cana. The only people I knew were, they were like from this hair salon that I used to go to. And yes, I did have hair before, okay, at the time. I saw your smile right away. I was just like, what? So there was like this Dominican hair salon and I used to go there. And I asked him to like, let me come and do like a travel night, you know, just like host a travel night. And I put together this group trip to go to Punta Cana. And that's how I opened my agency. Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> that trip, I learned so much, but I wish I wouldn't have because it was so time consuming to put a group together. I had no idea what a room, what a contracted group was. Therefore, I skipped all the freaking penalties and attrition periods that you could skip on, on earth. Um, I gave people until the very final day of their payment date deadline so when they had already given me a deposit of $50 nine months before. Therefore, when they were canceling and dropping like flies at final payment, guess who was losing money? Because at this point, you know, there was a second deposit or whatever the case was. I didn't know this. So needless to say, I lost money on that trip. Uh, from, you know, like those deposits at the time, Apple vacation kept them, not me because I didn't pat my dates. I didn't know that. Um, aside from that, I went to this, um, fair, there was this like community fair and I had this table. It was like, yeah, you know, I'm a brand new business. And like, I was so proud and I had this table and one of the things that I did to collect leads, which is one of the things that everybody tells you to do without telling you what the hell to do with them. It is, I raffle a trip. Part of my group trip to Punta Cana, I gave away a trip on stage and all this stuff. So needless to say, that was another thousand plus dollars that I had to pay for her four nights, including flights and blah, blah, blah. So bottom line is it didn't break me. But because I thought that all I needed to succeed was product knowledge and webinars and things like that. I didn't seek out the training, the coaching, even the knowledge of marketing and, and the business side of it, right? But again, I didn't know what I didn't know, which is why you see me in these free Facebook groups sharing as much as I can, as much as I learn, as much as whenever I grow, because I knew that at the time, that's what I needed. And these communities were not around. So I had some very expensive mistakes that were expensive in time and in money. Uh, but yeah, I think it, all in all, I think it was just marketing. I just really wish I would have had a little bit more of understanding of what it meant to market your business and especially an online business.
Yeah, so I'm still up in the air with the whole lessons because, like, I feel like the lessons that I've learned from messing up um, stick with you. So, like, you you definitely kind of overcome that much more quickly. And so, like, I definitely, I'm still, I'm, st- I'm definitely up in the air because it's like, did I really want to go through that? Like, did I really need to go through that? But at the same time, like, look at you now, you know what I mean? So, like, we'll... We'll figure that out at the end of the complete end of the journey. If it was, you know, people, people always say, oh, no regrets. You know, everything got me here. I call bullshit on that. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm kind of glad that I took that, you know, it took me a little bit longer and blah, but I, I don't think I needed to lose all that money to learn, right? right? Why couldn't somebody just come and tell me, you know, listen, don't ever go and do a group until you X, Y, Z, right? Or, hey, don't do, don't do this, um, you know, don't raffle, uh, um, don't raffle uh, a prize at, a, at an event when you're brand new and you still don't, don't know what you're doing. And this happens to a lot of people. I actually have a friend that she did this at a, at a very, like at a much larger scale, she, did, she worked out a deal with a radio station, which I almost did. I have another friend that worked out a deal with this golf course, and they were, like, sponsoring these really big things, like, accounted to, like, I, I, think, um, I think for the radio station one was, like, almost $10,000 over, like, a few quarters in travel in exchange to, right? And because people call you from Yelp, from Google and this and that. And as a new, as a new business owner, you don't know, right? So you just make this mistake. So my point is, yes, I'm very grateful for a lot of the lessons, not those ones. I am cheap and I don't like losing my money like that. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Yep. So since you like have kind of gone through these lessons and figured out some things and now you know what you didn't know. Um, what are some habits or skills or um, just things that you think are like two or three things that you think are absolutely necessary that you have to have um, to stay focused on your dream? Oof, to stay focused on your dream. Okay. You have to want it bad enough. To me, that's it, right? Um Back in the days, I used to hear people say, you need to know what your why is, right? And I thought like your why had to be this really dramatic thing that you needed to figure out your life purpose and this and that. And your why can be as simple as you like money, right? My why, I will tell you, it is as simple as the fact that I knew that I was way undervalued in corporate America, aka underpaid right? Loved all of my experiences, loved most of my bosses, um, loved, you know, the, the journey, the lessons, you know, I learned so much about, you know, selling and things like that. And obviously I used that money to invest in my business because I, I couldn't have done it otherwise. But um, for me, my why, it was just, I wanted it bad enough because I knew that that nine to five life in that little cubicle was not for me the rest of my life. I didn't know how it was going to end up happening because some days I was like, is this really a thing? Like, am I ever, ever going to be able to leave this damn job? But long story short is to, to stay focused on your dream, you have to want it bad enough. And again, your why doesn't have to be anything, you know, over, you know, book worthy. 
you just need to be so clear about it. And I, I, I dare say you almost have to be selfish about your dreams, right? Because there are times where your partner, your family, hell, even yourself won't believe in yourself, won't believe in you at times, right? You just have to be so, so, so sure about you want it bad enough for you. And again, why do you want it bad enough? People think, you know, it's just like, oh, I don't want to work too much. You know, I can leave the laptop style, laptop style and, and I read the book, four hours work, work week and whatever. That shit doesn't exist, right? You're <laughs> right. going to work hard. You're going to work um, ideally smart, but it is so rewarding. I left my banking job um, in 2015 and... It was one of the most scary things I've done, but I had a plan, meaning I planned out my one year because I'm the kind of person that when I leave, I'm coming back. So the three months thing was not going to work for me. I needed a full year so that if something didn't work out, I could do whatever else, but not go back to that job. And I left in very good terms and I enjoy that job. Um, we had a commission plan. I made great money at that job. So that's not why I left it. I left it because for me in my gypsy heart, I wanted this. I wanted to work from home. I wanted to be, I wanted the world to become my office. I like money. Therefore I was completely fine with working harder for a few years to build something for me and something that gave me the flexibility to pursue other dreams. I think the key that I got out of that really is that like you had a plan. I think so many people come into this business thinking, oh, like I kind of like I travel, so I know um, and like I'll figure it out. And I'm like, you have to have a strategic plan. Like there has to be some type of plan, some type of goals and, you know, like customer goals, um, revenue goals, like there has to be a plan. So I, I love that. Like we keep re reiterating like the same things because really you follow success and there's a plan and they've all pretty much done it the same way. You can kind of, you know, make your own path, but you're still going to do some of the very same things. And planning is so, so, so important. So important. Say it one more time. <laughs> And it changes, right? Like my plan eight years ago was not the one five years ago when I was, when I was ready and equipped and eager, right? Uh, and felt prepared to leave corporate America. So your plan is always going to change, but you're right. It has to be a plan. At the beginning, my plan was to get enough money to pay for that car payment, right? On a monthly basis. And it seems so weird nowadays, like when I get some of these checks, that legit one booking could have paid for that car every single month, but it fell so far, but I had a plan. Right. You still had a plan. Or at least I had the goal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the plan was to keep trying, but I had the goal. <laughs> right. So, um, I know that you have some pretty cool stuff going on, but I want to know what is the most exciting thing that you have going on in your personal life and in business? Ooh, personal and business. Um, we moved to Florida. So I mentioned we, we started my business in Wisconsin before. Uh, and we moved to Florida about six years ago, me and my husband. And this was one of those 
times when I was very selfish about my dreams. And basically I said, I'm moving with or without you because this is what I would need it to be uh, for what I wanted to pursue at the time, right? Um, so we moved here almost six years ago. And honestly, I still drive past a little place that we lived when I first moved here. Um, that was all I could afford and whatnot. So in my personal life, um, we just built a home from scratch a few months ago. And that was beyond a dream, right? Like we already, like we already, we had bought a condo about three years ago, uh, right after we got married and whatnot. So that's kind of like the American dream, but to be able to like build your home, uh, it, it's, it's been like beyond a dream and, you know, still fine finishing decorating all that stuff. But, um, I love it. I finally have a full blown office, meaning I don't have to share with guests because we have enough rooms when they come, they don't have to kick me out. So my personal life, that's, that's very exciting. And then in the business, you know, I just love, um, two things, right? On the travel agency, I love having, just a consistent flow of clients uh, that you know pay the bill, uh, pay the bills, um, and that give me the lifestyle that I wanted for myself. Um, I say this a lot because I feel there's a little taboo around money. Um, I like money, and if you don't, if you haven't seen me, me on Facebook too. sharing the, the the gif of uh, uh, Cardi B like with the money, like money, and I, that song is like I'll repeat on my phone on a regular basis, right? And I say that because as travel agents, kind of like like actors do, sometimes we get so caught up in the fact that we just want to help people. We just want to travel. We like to plan memories and this and that, that we sacrifice our own livelihood, our own lifestyles and our own dreams. And it doesn't have to be that way. There's great money to be made in this industry, right? And for me, at the end of the day, I think we all can relate to this. We have had clients that you give them your everything for, for, for a year, especially my niche with destination weddings, right? You love off on them, you help the clients and whatever, and sometimes you don't get a thank you after the fact. Let me tell you something. I love the thank yous, I love the reviews, but I love to get paid first, okay? Right. So in, 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 the, in the, the, the agency, it's, it's just, again, just nice to have a steady flow of income, clients that, that pay your fee, that value what you do. But again, the commission comes no matter what, if they don't, if they don't say thank you. Um, and then in, in, in the university, uh, for those of you that don't know, I founded in 2018, um, Destination Wedding University. And this is basically a, an entity that obviously specializes in destination wedding. And it just came about because for years, my friends, after me sharing for so many years, everything I was doing, I was learning on Facebook, on Instagram, all this stuff, um, essentially marketing strategies for, for our online travel agencies. Um, I had a few friends that just kept asking me, right? My friend Terry, my friend um, Stacy, they just kept asking me, hey, I'll pay you, you know, I'll fly down to Florida so that you can train me and this. And I'm like, girl, I don't have time for that, <laughs> right? Like, uh-uh, like I was super busy doing, planning all these weddings on my own and whatnot. And I was like, I can't. Um, and in 2018, I said, you know what, I'm going to take on the challenge. Like, and I just like had a call with them. So what do you, what do you want? Like, what do you need from me? And when they explain like different people, when they explain what they needed, it was basically this playbook, right? Not the nuggets that I was throwing out there. And then they didn't know how to do it in the back end. And they just, Ooh, they wanted the whole thing. 
So I went on a cruise with my mom at the time and that summer, and I just like literally took my notepad, which I love, and just like wrote and wrote and wrote and the Destination Wedding Playbook was born. So that's super exciting. We've done two courses already. I can only teach it once a year because of my own travel agency being, you know, six figure, six figures. And so I do it once a year. It's a, it's a, it's a mid-sized group. Um, and we teach the class for four months. It is so much fun. Um, and I love my family. Like if you think the, the tribe group is fun, like in the playbook, it's like nuts in there, right? 24 seven. Um, so that's very exciting. I love helping, motivating, inspiring people, but I love even more being able to empower someone to say, this is what I did. Go and do it better and monetize the heck out of it right? And get your life back because you don't have to work 24 seven. And we've done, I think we have close to 90 graduates already, um, of the destination wedding university. And what is really exciting is that it's opening again. Um, now in Q1, uh, February, 2020, um, the next group it's, it's launching. So it's just a whole bunch of new people that I get to nurture, support, help them overcome their fears and just become rock stars in their own businesses, right? Not under a hose, not for this, not for that. Like, here are the tools, here is the mindset, here is, you know, here's the playbook. Go make some good money. So I forgot to ask you, how did you get in Destination Weddings? Ooh, I got in Destination Weddings uh, about three years before, like after I opened the business. Um, as I mentioned before, I don't have a big net. I didn't have a big network. And to be honest, I still don't. I live in Florida. I travel all the time. Like I don't, I try the chambers and, and I didn't like all that stuff. Therefore, like I don't have this click of like people that I meet every single week. So I don't know a lot of people locally. My friends are you guys, right? I got traveling just everywhere and I love it. Um, and so I got into destination weddings about three years after I was tired of paying this monthly fee of like the host agency and whatnot. And I remember I called uh, my host agency and shout out to KHM Travel, best and amazing host agency for someone starting out. Um, you know, just, just great people and great support, almost a decade and still love them. Um, at the time, anyways, that's not a paid ad. <laughs> at the time, uh, I call, uh, who was like my mentor, right? Um, at the host agency, her name is Renee. It's still a good friend of mine. And she, uh, I told her, I was like, girl, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm broke. I need to quit this thing. I can't pay. I can't pay this fee anymore. Um, and, you know, like I was not doing the amount of business that I needed. I had clients. I did groups here and there. Um, I was doing a lot of honeymoons at the time. That's what I was specializing in. So I was working so much, Aileen, that the little money I was making, it was not enough to justify going to conferences, going on fans, and working every single night after I got home. So it was not that I was not making money. It was not profitable enough. Okay? Uh, and, and I call to cancel. And she was like, oh my God, you know, you're so good. And I'm like, I don't know. I can't find these clients, right? Also, let's note that I started my business in 2009, right at the recession or after. Who does that? Will Medina, <laughs> right? Because I don't follow rules, right? Um, but anyways, three years later, when I talked to Renee, she's like, why don't you specialize in destination weddings? And I was like, girl, no, 
I already went to those bridal shows and I spent all this money and nobody called me back. I ain't doing that, right? And she's like, no, but listen, you know, this niche is booming. This, this was around maybe 2011, 2012. This niche is booming, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you try it? Um, and I'm so grateful. She basically did like this, gave me a break on, you know, like the monthly thing, like let's freeze this for a little bit. Let me talk to the owner, uh, my friend Rick. And, and I was like, okay, fine. And I was like, what do I have to do? <laughs> she was like, well, just specialize in that. I was terrified of that word, like of picking a niche. I was like, what? Like, no, like I will book whatever. I was helping people with car rentals, you know, uh, uh, Disney, you know, and of course the Dominican Republic. And, uh, I went ahead and said, you know what? I got this. And I printed all of these freaking business cards from Mr. Print at the time and changed my company name. And all of a sudden I was destination weddings and honeymoons by Latimer Travels. It was like this long, right? Like a, like six inches long name for those of you that are not seeing this. Um, and I just went for it, right? At the time there was one training and I believe it was part of Travel Agent University, which is, you know, online that you do like these free courses Girl, it was about two hours long and I got a certificate for it as a specialist, destination wedding specialist. Don't get me started with these titles, but, um, I got this degree for that. I mean, this diploma, whatever certificate I blasted it all over social media. Um, you know, I posted it on, on, at the time it was just Facebook and I just, all of a sudden I said, you know what? I don't care if people forget about what I do, like anything else. But I want them to remember that when someone gets engaged and they say destination wedding or Dominican wedding or Mexican wedding or whatever it is, I want them to think of me. Forget about Disney for me. Forget about cruises. I'm not a big cruiser myself. So I was like, I am going to go deep into this, like with both feet, right, into the niche. I, I feel like almost as a need. Like, of course, I needed the other three bookings I was making every month, but if it wasn't going to be enough and I was ready to quit, I needed this thing to work or I was going to say goodbye. And literally that was just begin the, that, that was the beginning of it. I started doing, um, like my first one came from like a local recommendation and then I went to another bridal show. And then like, it was like every year it was like one or two, because again, now I was not just one of the, in my eyes, the 5,000 travel agents out there saying that they book whatever, I had a very specific offer to make. I had a very specific problem. So I just went for it and it's, it's been the best thing ever. Obviously I didn't stay with my two hour free certification guys. I kept training like crazy and I kept learning. And then I joined DWHSA after what, after, you know, when it first came out, um, I'm one of the, 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 the founder member, founding members, um, because I was like, Oh my God, yes. Something, the, something else. Right. Um, and of course, and then I just went built relationship with some resorts and I never stopped and they have become my life. I freaking love destination weddings for all of the reasons. I have my own destination wedding in Mexico. They are, they, they, they make you fabulous money. Um, they book you a ton of rooms just by selling it to one couple. And I just, I just love everything to do with them. Everything. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I actually told my husband that I want to get remarried <clears throat> specifically 
so that we can have a destination wedding. And um, I might have to just call you because I am not a fan. That is not my thing. <laughs> like, I love that everybody, you know, has their own little thing in their niche and they, the things that they love. And the whole wedding thing, I just, it's too much. I like the whole bridezilla. Like, that's, <laughs> I can't even get past, like, the Bravo broad, broad, bridezilla. Like, I can't get past it. And so I won't look at it. Like, I'm not even going to even pretend to, like, go down that path. <laughs> and, and that's okay, right? There is something for everyone in this amazing, gigantic world. But I'll tell you two things about that. Um, number one is, um, yes, vow renewals are very popular. I'll probably have one, in, you know, when we hit five or something, just go to a different country and different resort. Um, just, you know, just because I like them. Um, and, and, of course, I know how to get, you know, the best perks with some of the resorts and whatnot. Uh, but I'll tell you the second part of that is I find I found that most people have this notion of Brazilas and it is a myth. Okay. And I'll tell you, and I promise you this, it's not that they don't have their moments. I'm not saying my brides are perfect, right? I have I get one crazy a year. Uh, but out of 20 plus, I'll I'll be I'm okay with that. <clears throat> uh, they have their moments, right? And they have their moments, but when you understand the customer journey, which has nothing to do with you loving weddings or having your own wedding, it's just understanding what it is that they go through and anticipating their needs because you understand at what stage, you know, the hotel needs to answer, the date needs to be choreographed with the, with the, with the, the, the pricing of the room block, right? Some people, if you don't know whether you're a bride or a travel agent, you will go for one first, typically the price. And then you go find out that the wedding date is not available, right? Or you do it the other way around and you go ahead and book the resort and then find out that that particular week, for whatever reason, it is super expensive at that hotel because it's a holiday weekend, right? So it's, it's this whole beautiful choreo choreographing thing that you do. And I promise you that once you know it, you don't have to love brides. You, you generally don't. Don't. You, you don't have to love. You just have to have a process that you sell your brides into because they're looking, they're looking at you for that expertise. They're looking at you for that guidance, right? Uh, and what happens is oftentimes is, I told you not to get me started with the titles. In the travel agency world, and this is, everybody's guilty of this. The minute you become a travel agent and you print a business card, the, probably the second thing that you add after travel agent, it's destination weddings. Everybody wants to say that they're a destination wedding specialist. And it is no joke to plan somebody's wedding and to deal with their guests, right? It is a year of planning. And what I tell my brides and what I tell my new students is that if you do not have those systems to plan a destination wedding, when, like in stages, you're going to spend a year in overdrive. There's no need for that. There are three or four key timelines, like key parts of a timeline that you need to like move it forward. The rest of the time, you're just collecting depo deposits, boo. Like that's it, right? So initially, you have the, 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 so picking the resort, right? Dates, pricing, what works, what country, all that stuff, just with the bride and groom. Then you open the booking for a deposit. Sometimes you get a bunch of deposits in the first two weeks or you get crickets, you never know. And then you go four or five months that you have nothing to do with these people. 
because you have given all of our information and we do that by providing them a fully a full-blown wedding website that has all of the information that has all of the pricing of three anywhere from three to seven nights depending on the hotel um in the room block contract of course we do that by giving them access to a reservation form that they just need to go on that site and make that booking 24 7. i don't have to be available 24 7 because the automation of my systems takes care of that right I have a store, if you will, 24-7, which is that wedding website. They submit the reservation for my systems or like tell them right away, we got it. We'll be with you in 48 hours, right? Um, most of the wedding guests are not booking a bunch of flights. Therefore, like with you, typically, most, most of us, that's not our business model. Therefore, there's not the urgency of the FIT planning where people are freaking out and they're ready to make a freaking deposit at 10 o'clock on a Saturday while you're trying to have a family day. So I personally believe that it is one of the very few niches that will allow you to make money while you sleep. That's brilliant. And that's exactly why the playbook was born. Because when I heard, I, I heard that one time, like you, you will die working until you real, until you figured out how to make money until you die. Um, until you've, figured out how to make money while you sleep. This is a famous quote. I did not make it, but I don't know. I don't know who said it. And I was like, I'm on it, boo. <laughs> like, I'm on it. So, and I figured out, I figured out, like, I do not need to be available 24 seven. I rarely work weekends. And you know, like I start my day at 10 o'clock in the morning. I have the flexibility. I spent two weeks traveling. When my father got sick, he had a massive heart attack and stroke about exactly four years ago, actually. And I was able to go down to Puerto Rico for almost three months and just take care of him, come and go as needed. Then I became his, his caregiver for a full year here in Florida, taking him to therapy. It was like having a brand new kid, taking him to, to, to therapy uh, three, four times a week. He would get sick every couple of months and we'll have to spend four or five days at the hospital. And these were things that I would not be able to do without proper systems, okay? Don't confuse systems with automation because people think people hear me say automation often. They just think about the tool and they think one tool is going to do it all. Um, but if that doesn't sell you in the fact that you can handle a Brazilla and anybody else can, as long as you come prepare... Otherwise, both of you are struggling at the same time because you are on panic mode for a year and she is on panic mode for a year and you don't know what's coming next and how to chill. They have an answer to you in a week. It's okay, right? Then you don't, there's no process. But if you have a process, I promise you, your brides will have moments of panic or stress or sticker shock or whatever with life and their family and you know, stuff like that but you will be safe 95% of the time with that. You'll be free from Brazilis. So I don't know if all of you heard all of the nuggets that just came out, but we're talking about planning processes, systems, and automation. Like he's got the whole thing. So just, if you have to back it up, pause it, listen to it again, because there's so many nuggets in this entire interview. Like I'm going to have to listen to it again. <laughs> well, thank you. So where can the audience find you? Um, I'm in the gram. So I love Instagram is my jam. Um, I have two. Uh, my main one is Destination Weddings Expert, and that's my agency. 
But if you want the tips for agents and you know specific for agency, then you find Destination Wedding University. Um, that's on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. You know, Will Medina. Uh, but if you go to my main site, Will Medina us that will give you everything you need to know and find me you know they has the, the links to the instagram and, and facebook um and it also has a really really handy guy that i created um which is basically the the the, the meat and potatoes of the playbook um workshop um completely free and it just basically tells you all the nuggets that we just talked about and how you break those down in four different parts to build your group business um, because remember, and I love this one and this one is my quote, <laughs> not like the other one. Um, I always say this to my students, the wedding is the hook. The group is the benefit. I love it. You're not in this because you wanted to be a wedding planner, right? You are in this because you wanted to book 25 rooms with one couple or 50 or 70 or whatever the case might be. So again, that's will W I L L medina.us maybe you can say it without the accent uh, <laughs> and that will give you that that will take you to my cyber home in the world and all of the information will be in his blog post so you can just click on the link make it super duper easy well you have been an amazing guest and i knew you would be so i'm so thankful that you decided to come on the show thank you thank you for your patience while we worked out dates and stuff like that I know we got sick and we had to reschedule and things like that. So I was not ghosting you. <laughs> no, I understand. Like what I went through, if you had anything near what I had, and it sounds like we had about the same thing, it was, it was a whole two weeks of just awfulness. Yeah, basically two weeks. Like I swear to God, it, I, I am no joking when I tell you that not only was I physically miserable, that thing just wrecked havoc in my entire like being. Like I questioned why I was born that week. <laughs> like Me it was too. so bad. Uh, but anyways, we made it. Um, thank you again for the opportunity and you know for just letting me chat. I love, 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 love anything that is travel agent related um, that can help inspire someone else. That can help us understand that your level of success will never take away from mine and vice versa in the fact that we can all rise together and the better I do, the better you do, the better we will do as, a, as, a, as an industry, you know, and, and, and the more noise we can cause as true, uh, a true professional travel agents out there in the world, right? Because we spend so much time with other travel agents that we think everybody knows, and all it takes is for you to go to a new dinner or a coffee break or, or a networking event to hear what travel agents exist. Yes, we do. Okay. And we are alive and well, we ain't going nowhere. And I'm going to make sure of that. Yes. I was very interested in learning a little bit more about the destination wedding playbook. So I did ask him a couple extra questions and you can hear that right now. The Destination Wedding Playbook Workshop, it is a 15-week program that we do, we go together on a weekly basis. Um, the core of the Destination Wedding Playbook is implementation. I could take you anywhere in the world for three days and get this hotel for free and charge you a ton of money for the same training and send you home excited and you will not make money. Or I could truly invest as an agent in the trenches four months, four months guiding you and helping you get through the fears that will come up as you create your package, as you, as you charge fees, as you 
take your consultations on the internet or on Zoom instead of going to Panera, right? And you can only do that if you implement week by week. So it was built for busy professionals like, like myself and like you. Um, and it is for people that really want to implement. So um, the launch of the playbook, it is open enrollment. Mar I'm sorry, February 24th. I repeat, February 24th. And cart or enrollment closes on March 2nd, which is a Monday. So you have a week um, to catch us in 2020 if you're serious about booking groups and destination weddings. Or either or, it doesn't have to be destination weddings. That's just my jam. But these, these concepts and this methodology could be applied to absolutely any niche in the industry. But again, you're going to get a lot more value because my passion is are, my passion are or is destination weddings. So I love it. And hey, it's February and I'm talking about, you know, the, the month of love. What better way to talk about love in February is destination weddings. I mean, come on. Absolutely. So we're winning, winning, yes. winning, winning. And, and don't you forget, yes, it is the month of love. But for those of, for those of us that are into romance travel or destination weddings, engagement season just ended, which means we had millions. I think it was over a million people that get engaged. No, I heard over a million people got engaged on Valentine's Day. Engagement season means that 80% of the couples get engaged between Thanksgiving Day, which is November, through Valentine's Day. Guess what they're doing right now? They're busy planning. They're researching most of all because they get super overwhelmed, especially with destination weddings because they're so complex. Um, they, they're overwhelmed. So you can be ready in, in a matter of weeks with a landing page, with a consultation system, and with a package and with a fee to start taking on these couples um, if you want to make 2020 your year of groups and destination weddings. Otherwise, it's all good. Just download the, the PDF, get the nuggets, and you know have an amazing year. Again, all of his information will be in the blog post because I know everybody's going to want to like get all of the nuggets. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. And I'm sure that we are going to have you on the show again sometime this year to hear about the fantastic, fabulous things that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for joining the Travel Agent Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit the travelagentpodcast.com for more information about today's episode and other travel agent resources. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for new episodes. Until next time, continue to build a travel business you love.